Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Oh, the old sound. The lovely noise, the lovely theme tune. I love that tune. Welcome back to another episode of your favourite golf podcast. It's Golf is Ruining My Life. I am host number one, Tom Green. I am also host number one, Tom Price. That's true. And can I say, can I just say, can I say? <laughs> oh yeah, go on. We're... Go on, just, just say it, Tom. I just want to say. It's our podcast, mate. We can say what we like. I just want to say that this is the first time that we've done this podcast in a long time where it's not seven o'clock in the morning yeah. and we're like, oh God, We've got to do this today, and then I've got to go and do a radio show. Yeah. You join us, friends, at half eight in the evening. Everyone's gathered around my house. It's freezing cold outside. It's nice and warm in here. Can you hear the pitter-patter of Tom Green's little dog turtle in the background as well? Yeah. That just adds to the sort of huge, cozy vibe that we're trying to give off for you today. Fireside chat about golf. And all we've got to do is talk about golf. I know, it's quite nice, actually. It's really nice, let's man. Just, let's just all take a moment. Can I, can I tell you something? Yeah. This is the longest I've gone without playing golf for years. The last three weeks I have not played because of my stupid leg. You've not played? I've not played for three weeks. So, oh. I know. So, I feel like I have this dormant force of good in my life. It's like I'm a, you know, it's like I'm religious and I've just put my religion away for three or four weeks. Right. So, I'm just about to come back to it again. It's like, ah, oh, golf. It's time to return. It's time. I even, like, I haven't. Like when I go to when I go back to bed in the middle of the night, I don't even think about golf. That was my that was my default way of going back to sleep was to lie down and think about golf shots. Makes me realise now I've had time off. I was really obsessed with golf. Oh, you've had a bit of a enlightenment moment. I, I think I remember you having this in you know season two or whatever it was. You because I was very you got the job doing radio. Yeah. And you left our magical summer behind and kind of, you know, used golf as an enjoyable thing. Whereas I think I was using golf as a filling a lot of my time thing. Yeah. Whereas now I'm like, I'm going to just enjoy it when I go and play again. There's an idea. Wow. So you're not chasing a number. You're not chasing a score. You're not trying to get better I constantly. Think I, I think I probably will get to that stage. But I feel very much like a man walking into a bar saying, I'm just going to have one. But yeah. of course, by midnight, I'll be lying in my own sick trying to go on but midnight might take till june next year well that's the other thing because now here's the thing we're in december and you could there's a strong argument for saying we have we're not halfway through the bad stuff weather-wise right no we're there's a near. lot of there's, bad stuff to come oh we're just putting our tiptoe in but we are we are we've done some of the hard yards we've done you know november december are really 
dark times yeah. for golf. Just because there's no out, there's no daylight. So short, it, like you go and you can't tee off after one. And now I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. That's usually my job. But I think there's far worse to come. So this podcast mm. is going out the start of December. Normally you can get a lot of good golf away in December. Yeah. December's normally fine for me. Sort of crisp. Crisp, fine. Yeah. It's nice to be playing in the cold again. It's sort mm. of okay. I think there's a novelty element to it. Totally novelty. I think it's January, February, March, this where the a... drudgery, the sludgery, the, the sludgery. treachery. <laughs> I can't think of any more. Tra- travesty. No. Oh, no. The worst month of the year to play golf in. Oh, the wor- it's February. February's the worst month. Or oh, January. Screw January. It's January. Should I tell you why? January's oh. such a little shit, man. January's the worst for everything, right? Because yeah. it's long and there's no hope. And you've just had a great time at Christmas. February, I don't think, is that bad because it's short. And part of you is going, Masters, 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 Yeah, it's masters. Coming, coming. Right now, my Masters... Uh, uh, alarm. alarm. Radar. Radar. Let's go with that one. It's kind of like... Yeah. But by February, it's like Masters, Masters, Masters. And by March, it's like Masters, Masters. It's coming. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So February has hope. January is the really difficult. It's so shit. But anyone knows that, hey, come on, guys. This is, go- this is a golf podcast in December. Do you know what you need? I need. Do you know what I'd love, actually? I don't know if you've got a beer, have you? Uh, <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, he's, hello. He's standing up. He's, oh, he's, I got a beer, Tom He's walking over to the side. <laughs> and oh. Oh. Turtle the dog also interested. Can you use Turtle as a bottle opener? Will she be... Have I... Have I got a beer? This is amazing. So let me just... This is... Really is very exciting on the old podcast. Yeah. Right, shall we just... Oh, Oh, really nicely done, Tom. Sorry. Yeah. Let me... I'll do that better. Good good job there's two. We go again. Oh, it sounded a bit like a wet fart. Yeah. But hey, hey, it's okay. Mm. Just bring it over. Here we go. That's great. Thanks, Tom, for bringing me this beer. Oh, it, it's just... oh. So, Tom, tell me a little bit about this um, Ace Lager that you just handed to me. The uh, 19th Hole Brewing Ace Lager. Oh. Tell us about this Ace Lager. I'm going to wait for the camera to be back on the tripod. Then Absolute I'll pro. I mean, I'm just thinking about my listeners, mate, because, you know, it's all yeah. about the podcast for me. Um, oh. So... Thank you to the lovely guys at Ace Lager, 19th Hole Brewing, who have sent us these lovely golf-related beers. This is great. Thank you so much, guys. Genuinely, this is really, really kind of you and really, really nice of you. Um, It's what you drink at golf. Here at 19th Hole Brewing, we're passionate about beer and golf. So we created Ace Lager, a premium, refreshing beer for the ups and downs of golf. So you did there. I like this as Ace Lager because, of course, Ace is hole in one. Yeah. Right. So what you should do is get like two or three boxes of this and just keep them in your locker in case you get a hole in one. Oh, that would be nice. Drinks are on me, guys. Ace Golf. There you go. Genuinely, Ace I'm going to have, have my first sip. Here we go. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, it's good. Oh, that's absolutely ace. Oh, thanks very much, guys. As really a man nice. that's on quite a big diet at the moment, it, all, it has a bit of um, hold on. It's a bit hoppy. Is that going to go straight to your tiny mind now? It's Ooh. a little bit like a less fizzy um, Corona. It's mm. really good. Mm. Anyway, th- genuinely, that really means a lot that someone would send yes. something like that to us. Um, if you ever want to send something to the show, that's absolutely fine. The Toms at golf is ruined my life. uk can it only be positive things. I don't want any sort of turds in a bag. Not again. Oh, should I just? Please. I just feel like I really should check that email because the uk slash com scenario. It's uk is is re- the Toms at golf is ruining my life. uk Absolutely. It is .co.uk. If you ever want to send us anything, the toms at golfersroomalive.co.uk give you a little address to send it over and you can send it over to the show and we'll, and we'll okay. give it a little taste. 
Yeah, nice. Um, Genuinely very nice. Thank you to the guys that did that. It's really nice to have a beer with you, Tom, on a on, also, a, on a on a Wednesday evening. Yeah, really much a much needed beer. It's been a long few days, and now I all I do is look at my diary and try and work out where can I slot a bit of golf in. Not yeah. even eighteen holes, like just little nine holes. I played nine holes the other day. Go on. I played nine holes at a. I'm going to describe this as a muni. You know what I mean by muni, don't municipal. you? Municipal. I don't think that word means that much in the UK, in my opinion. I think muni is more of an American term. Oh, yeah, muni isn't... doesn't is, really mean anything, does it? No, no. It's, we call them municipal. Yeah. Definitely. But, but even a municipal, what does that mean? It's council. It's owned by the council, right? So it's like a... It's not private. It's like public land. But is, do we have those in the UK? Yeah, of course. There's munici- municipal courses. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I played a muni the other day. It had Stop every... Stop calling them munis. It's a municipal. I played a municipal the other day. It had all the trappings of a municipal. Oh, God. What are the trappings? What are the signs that you're playing a municipal course? I think the trappings are, one, there'll be people walking on the course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who That's, aren't golfers. They're definitely not golfers. <laughs> right, right, There's right. paths across the course yeah so you'll That's be good more obstacles to get around more things to think about i like that is it is it good is it bad mm-hmm. um no defined fairway or rough oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely not and the and putts are, are about sort of you know three or four feet <sighs> take it or leave it just just whack it at the hole it's gonna wiggle it's guys a, it, there's gonna be thing yeah it's not gonna be a spike mark no it hits it'll be a mole not even a mole hill an actual mole i'm but i'm very conscious right that I think on this show, I think we're very balanced, personally. Well, you come across as the golf snob, and I'm a golf everyman. Is that <laughs> true? <laughs> Is, I don't think that's true. Not in the least. But... I'm just very conscious that on... <laughs> we shouldn't care about what people say about the show online, Tom, but I do. Mm. People have called us Tories and mm. up our own asses, And we're Lib Dems. At best. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> until they screwed the students, but it's just not important. Um, I'm, so I'm just conscious of... I played in Muni, which you, you get to a certain point of golf. And I think when you play golf so much and you're obsessed by it, yeah. you sort of migrate to a slightly better golf course. I imagine. I can't see there many. There are really, really good municipal courses. That's the first thing to say. There of course. Are, like the one I used to play at when I was at uni at Warwick, uh, I think it's Leamington Spa maybe is a Muni. Somewhere around there is a really good municipal course. So there are those really, really good ones, right? Um, but you're right. There are obviously... There are. If I played at a municipal with my brother uh, near Bristol the other day, and exactly what you said. Oh, there's some people having a lovely walk. Watch out yeah. for the pram. Um, but they can still be a test. Of, and I'm not denying that. However, I would just say there's very few golfers who are sc- off scratch at a muni, or at least mm. the sort of munis that I have in my head. As I say, I don't know if I understand what the municipal means so much because I think the examples far more prominent in america between yes. a muni and because in america from my understanding it's munis and then country clubs yeah that's right and country the clubs are is, so snobby as with a lot of things in america the gap between rich and poor is absolutely vast when it comes to golf you, totally if you're on those those private like you say country courses it's multiple tens of thousands to join and so there's a really good story about martin sheen you know the actor martin sheen yeah yeah, yeah. who um he played president bartlett in the west wing mm. brilliant actor incredibly good golfer incredibly good like could have been a pro right one of those and he would always drive around with a set of golf clubs in the boot and he will always go and play the american munis yeah and loads of private clubs when he was super famous asked him to join and he's a he's basically a communist <laughs> he yeah. refused he refused them all he doesn't play on private courses he only plays on muni courses so i think the standard of the munis in america is higher than 
than it is over here, if that makes sense. You think munis in America are better than munis in the I UK? Think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what I'm just trying to say by that is that we get called all sorts online about our views on golf, right? Yeah. Correct. And, Good lads. Well said. Yeah. Finally, someone's called point. it out. Um, Who wants to go on a lads trip? Thanks. You're right. All that We're sort right. of stuff. Yeah. And I love, I love your Wentworths. That's a part of golf that I, I find fascinating. And it, it really interests some people and some people don't care. Mm. But I love the upper echelons of golf. But I started playing golf at Preston Golf Club in Preston, yeah. where the, where the, the uh, membership were the most down-to-earth, yeah. normal people ever. But fundamentally, Preston Golf Club was not a muni. Mm. That's a private members golf club, but it was very accessible. Because the thing is, I played for a hundred pound a year. Right. That was my joining. That's what I paid. Right. All these private golf courses in this country, they are so much more accessible. Yeah. Obviously, there's going to be the top, top, top tier that are still super pricey and getting more and more expensive. And mm. unless we are, you know, Tom Green, we're not going to be joining those. Like you know, more, when you're joining fees are like hundreds of thousands of pounds. Yeah. Wentworth, Wentworth joining fees, hundreds of thousands right. of pounds. And you know, if you got that money, all power to you. Amazing. But there's also a lot of courses that are really, really good, and the price to get in and join those and play those courses has dropped a lot because mm. because otherwise the courses go under. They need people. They need the public to come and play. But to go back to my point that I started about five minutes ago. Sure. I played, great point. I played nine holes of golf the other day mm. with my friend Louis, oh, who's yeah. an avid listener of this show. So thank you, Louis. Good. Um, and he's coming to my he's coming to my wedding and all this sort of stuff, and he's not played much golf. Right. So he was like, I'm going to start getting better at golf, and I'm using your wedding as a reason to do it. Nice. Brilliant. Love that. So I was like, okay, let's go and play nine holes of golf. Warming up for the wedding. Exactly. Good. Firstly, we had to tee off at 2 p.m. to get nine holes in. To get nine So depressing. In. This is the, I mean, this is... This is winter. This is the thing about this year. And you get to that point where it's like, I can't actually see where the ball's gone and yep. it's 3.30. Yeah. I'm like, guys, in Scotland, what's it like in Scotland at the moment? It must be, must be getting dark even earlier there. Is Scotland not the other way around? Does it not stay lighter for longer in the winter? Oh. I think as you go further up, it stays lighter. What, but Doesn't then... it? Oh, God. Doesn't it? Scottish people? Let us know, thanks. God. Um, anyway, so I played nine holes, had to tee off at two o'clock to get nine holes in, and it was a proper muni. Yeah. People walking all over the place, people in jeans, so chill. Yeah. And I had a really good time. I mean, that's it, isn't I it? I had a really fun as time. As long as they understand the word for. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing. And my about. God, did we need it? I mean, do you have to think about that? If, you know, if you're on a muni course and you've got people walking through in jeans with the pram and stuff who don't know anything about golf, does someone have to explain? If you hear someone shout for. Probably a man screaming for get out of the way. I think because if you're otherwise, walking through a golf course, you should know. Otherwise, that, right? you're going to see someone. You're on a muni, and you're going to see a family walking through, and you're going to go, "I've got to tell them." And they they might not know what four means, so yeah. I'm just going to go, "King, move!" Yeah, but well, look out! There's a golf ball coming your way. I am. Um, me and Louis were going round, and because he's a new golfer, it's so funny. Sporting etiquette. Here's such a huge question. Oh my god! Sporting etiquette is so funny. I went because I'm not a big football fan, and I went to the Man City Liverpool game. The other I week. know you did, and I'm a big Liverpool fan. Oh yeah, it's one so, one one all. Yeah yeah one, yeah. One, yeah. Uh, did you pretend to be a City fan for the day? Uh, oh come on, I'm enough of a City fan to some degree. Really? Yeah, not really. No. But my mate was said to me. My mate made a joke afterwards. He was like, "Couldn't bloody shut you up through the game, could I?" I was like, "Oh, I'm not supposed to talk." I suppose just watch the game. You weren't talking to me. I was talking for the whole time. Oh, Tom. I started talking about the European tour. <laughs> <laughs> I did. 
I was like, you know, I was like, the DP World Tour these days is actually in a pretty good place. He's trying to watch the Liverpool City game. <laughs> he was like, you were talkative. But anyway, like sporting, um, sporting etiquette. Etiquette. Yeah. Football's one thing. Mm. Try to teach Louis golf etiquette. It's oh, a minefield, isn't it? That is a great, great question. The the if you've got someone who's just starting to play, what are the top three things you tell a new golfer in terms of? etiquette when they're just starting hold that thought give us the answer after a little break can i also say something else that's coming up after the adverts i just want to quickly because the shows are so busy at the moment with so much going on after the adverts we'll have that yes after the adverts there are also i've got a couple of amazing book recommendations golf books to read over christmas oh good that i've absorbed and loved okay and we're going to give the first of our golf balls away don't go anywhere Oh, welcome back to another episode of Golf is Ruining My Life. The question being, what's the one bit of etiquette that you would teach to a new golfer that's really important? So you've got a new golfer. You're taking them out for their first nine holes. I mean, knowing when to shut up is big, right? Knowing when it's like you you can't be talking when someone's playing a shot. Yeah, but she's just over there. It's all right. She can't hear me. No, you can't. You just can't. Like, and there's another thing as well. If you're walking down a fairway and you see someone nearby playing a shot going up the other way. Yeah, stop. Right, yeah, the yeah, stop. Yeah. People often feel like if they're on the fairway, they're in a little bubble and they can shout and do, make as much noise as they like. And it's like, they can hear you. They're right there. I think a key as well for a new golfer is if you are holding people up, let them play through. Yeah, yeah. Because that's going to be so helpful if you're finding yourself like in the rough, in the trees, in the rough, in the trees, and yeah. people are getting behind you. Wave, do the wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Move out of the way. Let them through, man. Let them play through. Just let it go. I think that's probably enough. Don't talk on people's shots. Yeah. Let people play through if they're right up your ass. And if people are sort of having a shot near you, even if it's not part of your game, be quiet. I would also say pick up once you get to 10. Really? That's what we do with my son. Not anymore so much because he's a bit older now. But when he was like seven. I've scored plus 10 in the course before. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe, it's with, maybe it's a kid's thing when you're playing golf with kids. And they get to like, it's just going like they miss it. Air shot, air shot, it goes a foot. Yeah. Air shot, air shot, it goes a foot. Because I think you've got to be careful with that, Mm. not to dishearten a golfer who's just started and be like, Mm. you've had 10 shots, like, come on. No, that's true. They deserve to be able to finish the hole, you know? Golf will dishearten them. Golf will destroy their soul. So that's fine. Let golf do the damage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you've got, that's a good tip. Someone new is coming to golf, just let golf do its thing and and ruin them. Because it will. Yeah, it will. Because it will. Let it happen and it's really enjoyable to watch. The schadenfreude of just going, oh, I remember when I did that. I um, I really love playing around this Muni in, um, I guess Tottenham, near Tottenham Way in London. Oh, yeah. No, like, you know, it was in East London, um, like towards Essex, that way. Okay. People probably know it on the comments, which, which of course it was. And I really enjoyed it. And he got his first par with me. Amazing. Which was... Uh, amazing. Such an amazing yeah. moment. A, what, four? What were we talking? Three, four, five? Four, it was a four. Which leads me to the question, which golf shots and scores do you remember the most? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I mean, there's two that spring to mind. One is one of my holes in one when I was 14 years old. Yeah, I love And it. I thinned a two iron. <laughs> which, and it was um, the, the green was miles below me. And if it wasn't, the ball would have gone about this far off the ground. Yeah. And it just went straight down, hit the bank, and then went in. So I'll always remember that shot. And I will always remember my last wedge in on the 18th when I was uh, scoring my best ever score. Two over pass. Yeah, I remember this round. And yeah. I remember shaking as I 
That's so nice. Line. And they went right in the middle of the green. One of mine's with you. Oh, really? There was a par three on Muswell Hill where I stuck it to about that far and I took a photo. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, it's, it's, that uh, was ridiculously close to a hole-in-one. So close to a hole-in-one. I've never had a hole-in-one. That was my closest moment. Yeah. Was that. That's, that I, I remember quite a lot of shots, but like, I remember remembering... There's one for you. Yeah. I remember remembering, this is a, my first birdie, but I don't remember where it was. Oh, so annoying. I think it was at a golf club in Peterborough. Right. In lockdown. Ugh. I don't think I'd had a birdie before that. Had you broken in during lockdown? I hadn't broken in. No, I get, they gave me six month membership in lockdown. That was a great day. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I remember that shot. I've hit I, a great drive on the Muni the other day. Mm. Par, par, um, final par five, straight down the middle. Oh, Cream the drive. Really making me want to get back into golf again. Yeah. It's coming, it's coming back to me. And just talking about it with you, it's like I'm coming around, coming around, coming out of a coma, a non-golf coma. You know what I mean? Do you want some golf book recommendations? Yeah, go on. Yeah. I've got some amazing golf books that I've read recently that I think people, you, and you will really, really enjoy reading. Yeah, go on. So this is the first one by Alan Shitnuck. Oh. Very famous golf commentator. Yes. Um, live and Let Die. It is a book on live golf and the transition into live golf and yeah. how we got to where we were. The inside story of the war between the PGA Tour and live golf. Alan Shipnook. It's really good. It's a great name, Alan Shipnook. It's a great name and it's a great book. And it, I tell you what, it's a damning insight into who who comes out worse live or pga greg norman surely he's the baddie greg doesn't come out looking great if i'm honest with you who's the biggest baddie from the book i think um mohammed bin salam Mm -hmm. who's the uh, prince crown prince i think of saudi arabia yeah and some of the questionable things that have gone on around the uh, the public investment fund and the um there's quite a famous murder of a journalist yes of um, course yeah that i don't think all this stuff was brought up enough during the time. Yeah, yeah. In my yeah, opinion, yeah. like now I know a little bit about it and like and the money where the money in the piff has gone and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. I just think there was far better arguments for people to argue against the money than were used at yes. the time. So do you now feel differently about Liv having read that book? <sighs> I'm bearing in mind that Saudi Arabia have bought golf, certainly professional men's golf. They've yes. bought um, very little unless you're proposing to buy it back with the proceeds of this show. <laughs> no, um, no, no. Like, no, no. It, it's one of those things where you're like, well, you can feel what you feel. It's very much happened and we are where we are. Do you know what I mean? The sad thing is from reading the book is doesn't matter what you feel, money won. Yeah. Oh, won. Money won. The famous <laughs> past, the past tense of one. How was your golf? I tried to make a really so like good. point. It doesn't matter how you feel, money won. I mean, that is... That is so good. Please, we're not. There's no way you're picking that up. That is not being edited out. That's going in. I really, oh, I've got red. I'm really embarrassed. That's that so is. good. The wanna takes it all. The losser standing tall. It doesn't matter what you think. Money one. It's interesting. Oh, Can I just one. say this is the first podcast we've uh, recorded whilst drinking. So money one. You do the maths. Oh, mm. money one. That's really annoying because I felt like I was making a good point there. And then I said, then I, very good point. Then I, I said, one. Yeah. You know what? Let me skirt back. Let me skirt back. Yeah, the, but you're the not thing... picking up, to be clear. No, no, no. The fine, good stay fine, fine, money fine. one. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> I think that's what this episode should be called. Yes, yes. Money. Doesn't matter what you Done. think. Money one. That's going on the merch. Money one. Thank uh, you. Money one. Hashtag money one. 
Um, it doesn't matter what you think because, and that's the depressing thing about the whole thing is look at Rory and what yeah. he stood for and the stress that he put himself through yeah. and the arguments that um, Monaghan made against Liv and where the money came from, they were all bought in the end. And yes. that's so depressing. And Rory has no choice now. Nope. There's nothing he can do. Like, like the, the whole thing's being bought. No matter how principled you are, the only thing he could do, literally, it would be to change sports. Yeah, it would be going or try and get a different, set up a different league. I mean, it's just impossible. It's not going to happen. So, so what's he supposed to do? He has to just keep his counsel now and, and do what he's done. He's moved off or he's, or he's off the PGA advisory board. He's doing his, um, he's doing his thing with Tiger in the but brilliant that's, arena that's been destroyed. So that's the interesting, the whole argument around that that's mentioned in this book is yeah. that that was set up almost like as an anti-live thing yes. wasn't it yeah now they're all the same mm. the argument is that that's never actually going to happen no like oh really yeah do you, do you think there was some uh, dastardly doing going on with that that venue genuinely like apart? i've not Did actually it seen burn that down or the roof fell off or something it was the wind the wind whipped through it and oh, pulled yeah. it apart saudi but, arabia went and burnt some more oil to yeah. increase climate change and make the wind happen. it went through it mm. but that's the thing is they they've pushed like it got knocked down a bit and they've pushed it back a year well, they had to because they can't slot it. January is the only window when they could get everyone oh, there. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. The other thing that's happening at the moment that's bubbling away in professional golf world, and this is all just rumours and speculation at the moment, so this is all very much allegedly, but John Rahm, there's talk of John Rahm going to live. Yeah, so we're talking on the 29th of November. By the time this goes out, um, this might be confirmed. Yeah. Um, wouldn't surprise me now. No. It would not surprise they me. They tried at all. to get him last time. I mean, they tried yeah. to get everyone, but he really nearly went last yeah. time. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. They're all one family now. It's all one thing. But I don't understand why Liv still exists. Uh, and how long is it going to exist for? So, the reason that Alan in the book says that Liv exists is really interesting. And I, I can't remember the guy's name. The guy who runs the, the PIF, so the Public Investment Fund. Yes. Um, I can't remember his name. Um, lives his baby. Oh, I see. It was all his idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He came he up with all this. His, the... He loves the format. Yeah, okay. He's changed golf. Mm. So he's going to be very reluctant to let that. And when you're the guy who happens to have the pin number for the bank card for the public investment fund. Yeah. What you want to do is what's going to happen. Yeah. But there's interesting. They spoke in the book about the um, the money was pulled back from after the first series. Mm. So the first year of of live because it's done, is it done two it's done two years it's done two now. Years, yeah. yeah the first year of live it was you can fly everyone everywhere your yeah. caddies come with you here's all these plane tickets that yeah. are never normal everyone stays in the whole same hotel don't forget we we heard rumors when we were playing with a professional golfer how much the commentators were getting paid oh Again, yeah people getting fortune yeah. rumors but pretty good rumors a lot like six seven eight times more than on say eurosport so the, the when they went into the second year all that started getting cut back yeah so no flights for your caddies and caddies stay in different hotels and all uh, this sort of okay. stuff and they've put the emphasis i mean read the book the book's incredible i read it in a week it was mm. amazing um any murders love a murder when there was wasn't there with the the bloody journalist. The journalist. Because, Jesus. Yeah, which is cra- in, inside the. Is it was it the Turkish? Yeah. It was in embassy. the Saudi embassy yeah, in yeah. Turkey. Was yeah. the. I mean, look, it's really it's really unfortunate that this cloud of of controversy has sat over golf for the last couple of years, and it, it, there's no sign of it going anywhere. Like, no, that's it. It's locked in now. But do so, we believe? Here's the question, and here's what I landed on from reading the book, is that there was always this conversation of. 
golf needs a shake-up. Golf needs changing. And I think we've shook it up in the wrong way. Mm. Okay? So let's look at last week, right? There are two um, DP World Tour events going on on the same weekend. It's ridiculous. What? I know. So there's one in Johannesburg, I think. Yeah. And there's one in Australia. Yeah. It's just like, what's going on? And Australia as well. Like, they really miss out on a lot of big golf events. Why isn't there a massive golf event Well, there is. There's there's Live Adelaide. Well, okay. But why isn't there a massive golf event for the PGA or the DP Tour that goes to Australia? Australia is warm at the moment. So why don't they all go over there and have like an Australian tour for four events or whatever? I just don't think golf... And I'm a golf nerd. Yes, you are. I don't think it's structured well enough. No. I don't think it makes any sense. Yeah. Like, why don't we all just say that PGA Tour is the top of the tree and that this, there's like something else that feeds into that and feeds into that. Let's forget all about these smaller tours. There's these just big tours that everything feeds into to make it all a little bit cleaner and it all seems to make a bit more sense. But also something else which we've talked about a lot on the podcast, which I'm really passionate about, is talking about you, you know, when you've helped out on the Challenge Tour stuff. There's so much, if you love the game, you don't need to be watching the top, 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 top. It's like football, right? You don't all need to watch the Premier League and talk through Man City, Liverpool, right? You want to go and and watch something like Challenge Tour, get really close to those players. Golf has got so many good products that are not being properly advertised and pushed out there at the moment yeah and i think that's if there's any good that's going to come from the live saudi money thing it mm. might be a streamlining and simplifying yeah. of of the sport like if they did manage to do to golf what they've done with f1 like yeah a race every single weekend or every other weekend and yeah. you are guaranteed the top performers that's the problem with golf and yeah. that's the reason it's hard to get it on TV money because you're never guaranteed Rory. Yeah, you, yeah, they yeah. Might not, we might not want to play that event. Yeah. And even with the even with the increase, this is what they're trying to do with these increased um, increased events, the elevated mm, events. Which Rory played, pulled out of. Which Rory didn't even turn up and played. <laughs> oh, Rory. It was do you know what I mean? Idea. Didn't even turn up and play. You suggested that we have a party and then we did a party and you didn't come to the party, Rory. Talking about a party, should we give someone a... Um, a limited edition Pro V1 golf ball from the tour. Yes, we only have a couple of minutes left of the show. Loads of you have been writing lovely comments on our, um, well, on the podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcast from. You've been writing little reviews and we have picked some random ones to give a very, very special prize. So today's winner of a Pro V1, all you got to do now, this is where this uh, competition does slightly fall apart. Good, we love that. Um, the winner is Josh Wiz oh. Williams. Oh, okay. Well done, Josh Wiz Williams. Great well, name. Well done, Josh Wiz yeah. Williams. However, nice. Josh, you now have to email us yes. the Toms at golf is ruining my life.co.uk and give us some details. I know what you're thinking, Tom. Anyone could email and us. Say I'm Josh Wiz So we need to see a picture of your passport? It's yeah, but they might have come up with a made up name for the thing. Driving so, license. So what I'm just gonna say is don't do that. Yeah, that's a really good system. Only Josh email. Have you thought of working for the police? No. And you could just go around to people who are about to murder. Don't, no, no, don't bother. Don't. Whoa. So here's what I'm saying. Josh Wiz Williams, yeah. who commented on the podcast on the 13th of November. You've won. Email us. And everyone else that's listening, don't pretend to be Josh. Someone's now going to make a Gmail account with Josh Wiz Williams. I know. At gmail.com. Never mind. Stop giving people ideas, man. Sorry, but it's, it's, it's very easy to do. Uh, congratulations, Josh. Thank you very much. And we will be giving away a golf ball um, on the next show as well. Yeah. So, you know, don't lose hope if you're not lucky enough to be Josh Wiz Williams. Williams. Remember, if you want to get one of these limited edition tour only uh, Pro V1s, uh, all you got to do, subscribe to the podcast, go and comment at the bottom. And if you, if you pick you, you'll win. Also, hilarious. We put this on TikTok. Yeah. And people are like, 
There's no such thing as tour only Pro V1s. Oh yes. I know, but this is just a Pro V1. It says tour on it. It's still yes. cool. Someone's like, yeah. I could go and I could go and walk around St Andrews and pick up these. Not everyone lives near St Andrews, mm. so either you've got to go to St Andrews, walk around the course and pick up golf balls, or you just comment on the podcast and you could win one. I mean, what is the easiest thing to do there? If exactly. You don't live next to St Andrews. Um, but uh, that's about all we've got time for for today. Yeah, we've run out of time. God. Money one. I'm so embarrassed with money one. Money one. At the end of the day, money, money one. Money was the big one. I think the thing it about was a one it one situation and money one is I was trying to be really prolific and it felt yeah, prolific. It was great. And then I said one. Yeah, it was a shame because it was a good point. Um, money um, did win. Yeah, Alan Shipnook, Live and Let Die is the book. Excellent. If you want to go and give it a read, it's a great Christmas read. Cheers. Oh, and thanks for the lager beers. Thanks uh, very much to Ace Lager for slightly derailing the podcast via the medium of alcohol. Cheers, guys. 19th Hole Brewing. We'll be back same time next time for more of the same. Cheers. One. One. It's embarrassing. <laughs>